Welcome back to Spellstorm Miniatures, a show about miniature war games, including War Machine and Hordes by Privateer Press. Uh, we want to inspire you to play more. Uh, my name is Jeremiah. I'm Dan. And this is Chad. And we have a very special episode for you today. Uh, this is the year that we finally master everything. <laughs> well, yes, maybe. <laughs> uh, actually, it's our year in review uh, episode where we get to talk about the things that we were able to accomplish, uh, maybe the highs and the lows of last year. And then it is also the opportunity for us to look forward and set some goals for ourselves for this coming year. And so we hope that by listening to this episode, maybe you get an idea or two and you get inspired to join us in, in some of those endeavors. So, but before we do that, hey, why don't we talk about some games? Uh, have, have you guys played any games lately? The game of life, the actual real life. <laughs> <laughs> not, as in not the board game. No, <laughs> I wish the board game, that'd even be funner. But <laughs> yeah, it's hard around the holiday season. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Chad, you get any any non war machine games in? Uh, I have actually. Um, Josh, I'm totally forgetting his last name. Uh, the creator of Mini Blitz came out and did another day of demos at uh, Runeboard a couple of weeks ago. Very cool. And so I showed up early before I had to start work, and I got to play another game with him. But uh, this time, instead of using his pre generated characters, I actually used my medieval deck to build a couple of characters. Nice. So, and you got that at the first demo, right? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, he and I just played a 2v2, uh, 2v2 capture the flag uh, or kill game where um, I built one guy with uh, an axe and a short sword that was supposed to be kind of like my frontline like melee DPS. Mm -hmm. And then I had a, another guy that was running around behind him with a crossbow. So um, I almost won that game, but his dude with the broadsword ended up finally catching up to my guy with the... Uh, with the crossbow that also had the flag, and with where I needed to run the flag back to, I couldn't quite get past him without risking like him basically constantly chasing me down and making attacks against me. So hmm. I uh, I ended up deciding to stand and fight and try and take him down, and I missed like three <laughs> shots with my crossbow in a row. And, oh, bummer. And then he ended up cutting me down, so... Um, but that was fun. Dude, and then, that would have been mad cred, beating the creator in yeah, his own yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, it was it was getting pretty close. He got super lucky with his archer that has... So the longbow has a special ability called Stagger, uh, where if it does damage to you, the uh, the model that it damages can't is stunned, basically. So you can't move for rounds equal to the damage that you take. Oh, that would have been uh, super helpful. And so he hit my... I got my melee guy like finally across the be uh, the battlefield, and his archer was standing in the upper level of this like wood fort that he had made in a sniper position, and turned around and shot me twice and stunned me for four rounds. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh crap!" Oh. And like did a point of damage to me. And it's like, so the the way th that it works is like he couldn't move, but I could still like activate him and bind the wound so I wasn't bleeding out, and then use other of the like one-shot items that you have in you, your utility belt. Uh, but then it also counts for like if you activate your other person, that counts as a round of passing because there are certain things like uh, there are rules for moving current, and if you activate one person and move them through the river, the other person may not activate, but the current is still technically running. And so the current would push someone else farther down. Mm. Same thing with the being staggered, is if you take turns with other other models that you have, those rounds still pass. 
So okay. it's not like you literally have to waste four or whatever amount of turns just with that character to clear the stun. It clears as you do other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then I ended up, he ended up missing his like next handful of attacks while my, my melee dude was just standing there. <laughs> he missed all of his other attacks against him. And I just ran up and just beat his archer to death. <laughs> oh man. We got revenge. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and then uh, on New Year's Day, Judy actually invited me over to uh, her house to do a 2v2 game with her, Remy, and Remy's wife, Sam, uh, to do a demo game of Song of Ice and Fire with, nice. uh, for Sam, because Sam hadn't played before. And so we did Free Folk and Starks versus Night's Watch and Neutrals, which is House Bolton. Uh, and we got our butts kicked. <laughs> there were some nasty combinations with the, uh, with Ru- the Ruse Bolton deck. And then also just the Night's Watch and getting to see like Jon Snow and Maester Aemon is already a really strong combination. The amount of healing that was in there, the amount of disruption that Ruse Bolton brings hmm. and all of the stuff. And we just we just got our butts kicked. So wait, okay, so you were paired up with Judy. Yeah. And then it was Sam and Remy. Yeah. Okay. And and so how did you handle the the two v two with like the 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 NPC board? We only had one NPC board. Okay. Um and we each only had like I only had one NCU, Sam only had one, I think Remy only had one, I think Judy had two. Oh, okay. So everyone really got to play theirs if yeah. they Okay. Well then they, okay. Just may not have the most advantageous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but in the idea of the game was mostly just to try and teach Sam like what was going yeah. on. It's still a lot to take in, and yeah. we probably yes. should have still done it in one v one, because with four people, there's a lot of stuff going on still. Right. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah. When you did alternating activations, does that meant that you were going every other for your team? Um. Or did you? So it was basically like one team would activate, and then the other team would activate. Uh, and each team would only get one activation, but, but they would choose. You'd choose okay. Like, cool. if Judy was like, oh, "Okay, I really want to get this NCU on the field to do this thing to start doing this other thing," yeah. Uh, or if she was like, eh, "I don't really see anything advantageous for me to move. Why don't you take another turn again?" Because you have like some stuff going on over on your side of the field. Okay. So that's that's really nice. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, Rob Stark with Berserkers are crazy. Yes. <laughs> the Berserkers are already speed six, and Rob is a regular attachment. Getting attached to them gives them plus one speed. So oh, then they're speed, speed seven, seven, and they're a super dangerous melee unit. Yeah, it's not yep. okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Their wow. their disadvantage is that their armor save sucks. Yeah. Because <laughs> their armor save is a five up, and when you go against uh, Swan Brothers, who are like, we have critical blows and sundering, you're like, oh. Awesome. Nice. I save on sixes, and you you rolled a couple of sixes, so it's like, yeah, I have to roll eight sixes to not lose anybody. <laughs> it was, oh, it was rough. Yeah, I actually was able to get um, a few games in uh, during you know in between the holidays and stuff, and so uh, Michael and I have an ongoing campaign with Sp- Space Hulk, mm-hmm. and he's got them all nicely painted up. And we're we're just doing the missions that are in the starter, and so uh, and we have we are taking turns. One person will be, you know, the the Space Marines, and the other person will be the Gene Sealers. Yeah. And so, so far the first two rounds, um, the Gene Sealers have won, and, and since we've taken turns, that means each one of us have won a game. Mm-hmm. And then in the third mission, uh, he was running uh, the Space Marines, and I was running the Gene Sealers, and. 
uh, he uh, placed he had a there's a there's a one there's one marine within a weapons upgrade that has uh, like a limited number of ammo and um, but it's like super special and and when you get continuous hits um, you know they drop down so like a, you, you know you, your first hits like a five up and your second hits a four up if you you know if you mm. get to keep shooting and so it's just so and he was able to get that in a deployment area for me which in that scenario stops me from deploying within six squares of wherever that mo- uh, wherever that model is and he was able to take out the entire deployment zone because the whole thing was only like 12, 12 squares so he said right in the middle and said yeah you're done and so scenario wise um he, uh I, w- I was not able to achieve a win condition, but then neither was he. And so, huh. so that meant that it was a draw. And so hmm. we're, we've, we've now played three missions, and now we're each one, one, and one. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's a, fa- it's a great game. And we just, and he didn't have a table. Um, you know, it comes, it's very modular, and it has those, you know, cardboard tiles. So we just set up on the floor. It felt like a kid again. It was great. <laughs> but... And then uh, last week, uh, Cameron came over, and and Cameron, you know Cameron, um, he he comes to the uh, Rune Board a little bit, yeah. um, plays Kill Team, I think currently. Um, yeah. When Malifaux Second Edition was around, he was a henchman, and uh, but when Third Edition dropped, he by that time he was already playing Kill Team, and really wasn't involved in the beta testing of of. Uh, because he had school and things like that too, yeah. and so there's just a lot of things going on in his life, and so so when he came over last week, it was his first third edition Malifaux game, and so he dropped Titania, and I was running Lady Justice, and so we're we're playing with the rules. He's he's doing the flashback. Okay, this meant that. What does it mean now? You know, and so there's a lot of translating um, for him because uh, third edition Malifaux is is much more simple than second edition Malifaux. And I was I was able to get Lady Justice in um, and and kill uh, Titania, uh, which doesn't end the game. It, it the game keeps going, but later when we were looking over the rules, uh, there was uh, there was an opportunity that he had to prevent that from happening, mm-hmm. and just we just didn't know that it existed, you know, because he's you know he's learning Titania essentially for the first time. Yeah. Um. So we just you know so we just you know kind of called it and and. Whatever, uh, got a got a uh, Frostgrave game in. So uh, remember the gaming day that I had on Black Friday. Um, I introduced Kevin to Frostgrave, and and he uh, has a, I think his cousin Andrew uh, wanted he wanted to uh, teach him Frostgrave, and so uh, Kevin and Andrew and Wes all came over and we played a four player Frostgrave game, and uh, there was a lot going on four player Frostgrave. I forgot how wild and crazy it is because I, I, I've only been doing campaigns, right? Yeah. And and two players, there's predictability. We have win conditions, but it was just four players, and it was an all-out battle. And so me and Andrew were stuck in this corner, and we were fighting over one treasure. I cannot <laughs> believe how many how much resources the both of us spent on this one treasure. <laughs> so he gets his wizard up on this uh, on a piece of terrain. And it's within, uh, I can't remember exactly how, how close, but it, it was within striking distance of this treasure. And, and I, I, I was like, I got to have that treasure. And I was going to cast this like spell where I was going to teleport the treasure out of the building right next to my guy conveniently, <laughs> right? And, and, but I needed to take care of that wizard first. 
And so I I did a push spell on him, which pushed him off the building, t- falling on the outside of the building now, and taking fall damage. And now he can't access the treasure. And so it was like, but I was like, you know what? That was it was awesome, and it was terribly cinematic. But there was a lot of resources spent on that. <laughs> I should have just went after other ones. <laughs> let him have that one. Go. Let him do. have that yeah. one, and let me go get the other ones. You know, and there were a few in striking distance. I just never, you know. But that was good, and then, and then the the big awesome thing is uh, I got my first game of Gaslands in. Mm, so okay. I had picked up Gaslands, you know, from board um, a couple months ago, and uh, and Chris and his dad and John had me over, and we played a four player Gaslands, and basically what it is is he he essentially set up kind of like a a racetrack on the dining room table. And there were a couple of gates that you have to go through. And when you go through a gate and you have to go a certain direction through a gate, um, something happens like your weapon, like you, before you go through the first gate, you don't have weapons. And then after you go through the first gate, then your weapons activate. It's like the movie death race. Pretty much. Yeah. It's post-apocalyptic, you know, Mad Max. It's, you know, things, you know, things like that. And so, um, and we're using hot wheels. So, which is like super cool as one should. And, um, and but what the way that it's played? Have either one of you played X-wing? No. Okay. So there are movement templates, and so you put you take you on your turn, you take a template, and and what template is available to you is based on what gear you're in, and what gear round it is. And so basically, it's six rounds, and it starts at one, and it goes up through six, and then it starts over at one, and goes up, you know. And then, and the, but your own vehicle is in different gears, and and so if you're in you're in gear three, you can only take templates that are available to you at gear three. Yeah. And then and then you move your car, and then there's like cool things you can do if you want to risk um, rolling some dice. Then you can add a slide and a swerve and a and so there's just like really fun things you can do. Um, the main economy with your car is you have hull damage. So when your car, you know, when you lose all your hull damage, your, your car can explode or whatever. Um, but the main economy is really these uh, hazard tokens. And so if you do a hazardous maneuver or or you drive through terrain that causes you to have, you know, take a hazard token, you know, you only get up to six. And at, once you reach six and something happens to your car, you know, and... And and so that happened to me twice. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh no! I just I just ran right real hot. But um, it's an amazing game. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take old. Um, I got a bunch of old 40k bits, and then I've got some uh, War Machine bits. And Oz and I are gonna start gluing them to our cars, and we're gonna be painting them. And it's gonna be it's gonna be epic. It was a fantastic game. I cannot believe how much fun it was. Nice. So. Um, I've, I recently came across some uh, printable terrain for that. I was going to try to edit some of it to use in uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. So nice. Maybe we'll have to. We can we, we, we talk. Yeah. And actually, um, Gaslands, if you use just like, there's a bunch of like, the, it's real modular the way the rules are written. And so the basic rules are simple. And then you can say, okay, now you can add this rule if you want. You can add this rule if you want. You, can, you know, and, and Chris and his dad, they were like way farther ahead than I am. And so they were already playing with all these different rules. Like you get sponsors for your team, and and if you when you get a sponsor, you get benefits, you get perks, and things like yeah. that. Um, but anyway, if you take the base game, I bet you and Alex 
would love it. Yeah. And I mean, hands down, like, and you already have Hot Wheels, I'm sure. Right. Glue right? some spiky bits to them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And you and we we were playing with just basic Hot Wheels because yeah. Chris hadn't done the mod the modding yet. Um, although he started to, uh, when we were, when we were playing, he found some stuff and he was gonna, and he's already started glowing. <laughs> but, um, but I think, uh, I think, I think Gaslands, you can get a lot of longevity out of, um, cause there's also campaign options, um, like, or campaign style anyway, play, which of course I love. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's it for other games. Yeah. Uh, how about War Machine games, guys? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm hoping to get a game against uh, James this Wednesday, actually. Nice. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm hoping to be there, too. Um, I'm going to try to catch an early game. Um, Oz and I did get one game in, and I, I'm i learning a new caster. So I put Xerxes 1 on the table for the first time, and uh, I faced off against Doomy 2. And Oz did this weird thing, and I don't understand Oz sometimes. <laughs> But he basically, he like, and I don't know what round it was, um, but he, he did all the things that he does that you're supposed to do. And then he moves up Doomy too, and he just kind of leaves them there. Hmm. And it's like, come at me. Like, it was baiting me to come at him. And I was looking at my stuff, and, and I was trying to figure out my kit and what I can do, because it was my first game with Xerxes. And, yeah. and, and I, was also running, I was also running him in man, um, Masters of War, so I had different stuff on the table that I normally have. Yeah. And I was like, can I get him? Yeah, I can get him. I, Tibby. I can just, Tibby can right up and, okay. And so Tibby went up there and ate him. And, <laughs> and I was like, that's it? Oz, what were you doing? And he, he was like, uh, yeah, I was trying something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't work. <laughs> so anyway. Maybe he felt bad for dicing you, yeah. beating you up the last couple times. <laughs> yeah, oh. he's... He's kind of mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Doomy 2 has some decent scorn play. With, yeah, uh, and that's the thing. I'm going to add Fury to your beast because yes. you have Fury management issues. Yeah. yeah, I know. But okay, here's the deal. Okay, so I ran into Harry at the parking lot of, of a store uh, recently. And and Harry and I just got to talking. And, and Harry makes this comment. He goes, Oz has an encyclopedic memory. He knows my stuff more than I do. <laughs> like, And Harry's been playing since Mark 1. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it, he just spends all this time on, you know, on the War Machine University and he's yeah. always reading about things. And so, and he does, he knows stuff. And, and so I'm, I'm waiting for the day when like all of that knowledge comes together and he just really kind of takes off and becomes a, a really great player. Just clicks. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he is a good player and he's a fun opponent, but like, you know, but he still does weird things sometimes. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so I made a joke at the beginning. Um, you know, I was like, this is the year that we finally master everything. Um, if, if you've been a longtime listener of our podcast, you know that, uh, you know, we, we balance work and we balance life and we balance family and, and we balance um, other hobbies and things like that. And so a lot of times when, when we come to the microphone, it's, it's confession time. Um, but, um, but, the, but the truth is, is, you know, we really enjoy what we do. And, and, you know, we make a lot of great friends. And so what I wanted to do is I just wanted to have a conversation kind of, I'm going to look back first and then look forward next. And so when we look back at um, 2019, uh, I want to have a conversation about the best and worst. And I also want to have a conversation about your top three games that you've, that you've played. And, um, and, and I was thinking like systems. 
because yes, War Machine and Hordes is our primary game, and we all have multiple armies, and we play that a lot, and that's probably the game that I play the most. Um, but we also dabble into other games, mm -hmm. and so if you were to kind of rank those other games, um, what are some of the what are some of the standouts for you that you've tried in the last year um, that maybe our listeners might want to try, you know, if they haven't yet? Oh, well, uh, for me, <laughs> uh, for me, playing Riot Quest for the first time at Lock and Load was a ton of fun. Uh, I got to get a demo game with uh, Will Hungerford, who's the primary designer, uh, Ryan Montague, who's Montague Montgomery, Ryan Montgomery, uh, who's one of our local guys, uh, and then one of the other uh, competitive casual guys. I forgot what his the hmm. the like painting group. Um, that he's a part of. One of his other guys was was also in there. Uh, and that was a ton of fun. And I think that's uh, a super fun game. And a, that uh, is a really good introductory miniatures game. Because um, it's a board game miniatures game. That's, you know, the arena skirmish. Trying to get loot. Trying to beat up everyone else. Um, that has a lot of crazy stuff that can happen during the game. And so I've been getting everything as is coming out. Trying to get everything painted. Um, as it's coming along and, uh, I haven't gotten to play it a whole ton, but it, it is a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of mayhem that can happen yeah. and it's, it's a fun game where you can try and go for those big plays. And even if you lose or if it, you know, causes, um, you know, creates an opportunity for someone else to win the game. Like the games play super fast once you know yeah. what you're doing, yeah. like you're talking about maybe a. 30 minute game or something like that it's not like war it, machine where you you're on like round four and you try and make a big play yeah. and it doesn't work out and now you've just you know spent an hour and a half or something playing this game and right. you're like oh well that was a dumb mistake or you're slightly out of position or something like that riot quest sounds like it has a lot of high reward uh, yeah factor. high risk high reward yeah. take the risk and do the crazy stuff yeah and, See, and I would Sometimes love that. Sometimes it pays off. I still haven't got a chance to play that game. Yeah. So that that's going to be on my list for this year. Probably. Well, but. you got to come down sometime. I've got all, right. all the I've got all the <laughs> miniatures and stuff down at the store. Yeah. Um, available for people to use, yeah. and there's a good state because I have two of the starters, and I've got one of everything else. There's now a good stable of characters nice. to choose from. Nice. Um. So one of your top three is, is Riot Quest. Riot Quest, yeah. Okay. Uh, Dan, do you have a top three or are you? Yeah. Uh, I had to think about it Name one of them. Bit. Name one yeah. of them. We'll each so, take one at a time, maybe. Sounds good. Okay. Um, so I'm going to actually go with, uh, I don't know, if we go from, you know, top 10 style down bottom. Either way, it doesn't really matter. Um, a Song of uh, Ice and Fire was kind of fun. Like that was, just really got that one demo game, but you could just start seeing the interactions and the abilities with it. And yeah. then the, uh, the tray movement is kind of, like that different element that yeah. none of the other games I play have, I guess. Yeah. So it kind of it adds scratches a different, a different edge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a different style in a way. Yeah. So That's even though, great. like I said, I haven't played much of it, I've just you know collected models and yeah. That's great. All right. <laughs> Played the game. Yeah, that's that. That's I. I agree. That's one of the games I tried this year, and and I love it. But it's not on my list. Oh. Yeah. So um, one of the ones that's on my list. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to go with third edition Malifaux. Um, I really like what they did with the game, um, streamlining it. And I've always enjoyed the world and I enjoy the characters. And I think one of the things that helped make it come alive for me 
is I ran um, demos of Through the Breach at Free RPG Day mm-hmm. at Guardian Games, and then I also ran my D&D group through one of the stories in Through the Breach. And so being able to interact in that world with in another way um, was, uh, I think, reinforced you know, um, what I like about the game a lot. It's very character driven. And so everyone, everyone has a name and, 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 and they have a background and, and they mean something. And, 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 and plus the game is just, it's super fun on the table. So challenging and, and really deep, but it is fun. So I'm going to choose Malifaux. What's well, your second one there? For my number two, it was Song of Ice and Fire, actually, which I started playing earlier this year. Oh, they, nice. I was going to ask, and yeah. we could have talked about it at the same time. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Because um, I, I, there, I've played a little bit more than Dan has. It's I've still only played like half a dozen games, or maybe slightly more. And, um, but the game is really interesting. The draw, the big draw about it is, I'm a really big fan of, um, of the universe of the IP that is involved with it, and. The NCU board is something that's very different that I haven't seen compared to other miniatures games that I've played or really seen a whole lot of. So that's a really interesting and very cool thing. And uh, I can still tell that there's a ton of depth to the game um, that I still haven't even scratched the surface on for the little bit I've played or watched other people playing and stuff. Uh, But it is a lot of fun and getting used to the movement trays and still trying to get used to the... um, alternating activations because I played war machine for so long. Um, the alternating activations thing is still something that I'm trying to get used to. Yeah. Uh, cause you do it in right quest, but it's such a small scale. Uh, you do it in monster apocalypse, but it's still such a small scale. But even then it's like monster turn unit turn, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you're still doing more than just one model activation yeah. when you're playing a monster apocalypse. Um, and so going back to the one activation at a time uh, is a different type of puzzle to unwrap. And that's part of the reason why I really like is it's challenging my brain in a different way. Yeah. Um, but it's also just a really cool, really interesting game. There's just, there's just so much stuff going on yeah. with it and trying to get the, uh, the correct timing and, uh, triggers and things like that down is is tricky yeah. with any new game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what was another one that made the list for you, Dan? Um, I'm going to go with uh, BattleTech, actually. Nice. You know, nice. Uh, because we got introduced, you know, that one, and then I kind of got reinvigorated by the Kickstarter a little yeah. bit, and wildly successful too. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty. It was it was yeah. a big one. Um, it's I'm still going through the pledge manager. It's got to finish up this month, but it just there's a lot to choose from. Um, just they have so many extra things. Yeah. But. Uh, I think I've narrowed it down. Um, but yeah, really, I mean, it's just, again, it's a different a, a hex base, um, somewhat alternating turn that can change around a little bit. Um, yeah, just big robots stomping around the field. Yeah. yeah, And the world is so deep. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of story to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Saga. One of the one of the things that I want to do personally is get into um, historical miniatures. And so I got a demo of Saga in a couple of months ago and picked up some Normans and some Anglo-Saxons, I think I'm, I have to, to do. But, um, but one of the things that, uh, that makes, one of the things I like about Song of Ice and Fire is it has a historical kind of feel. Yeah. Like, because I know nothing about the IP, right? Um, 
because I never read the books or watched the TV show. I just like the game itself, and I thought the rules were good. So when I got the introduction to Saga, I was like, oh, there's actually a lot of similarities here between what I already know from Song of Ice and Fire, right? Yeah. So they have, instead of an NCU board, they have um, like a command board, they, I think is what they call it, and you roll two different kinds of dice. You have proprietary dice, and then what you roll, you get to assign to certain special actions on that command board. And then throughout the game, you get to use those dice and for those abilities. And, and then you still roll D6s to, you know, to hit or whatever. And, but I love, um, I love the game. I, I love, uh, I love how for the most part it's 2d terrain. Um, you know, you can, you can get some 3d stuff in there, but, um, but a lot of times it's, it's just very simple kind of a game and, and it's uh, very, and the game that I played and the games that I've seen played tend to be a little more skirmish level, you know, so there's not an outrageous number, uh, model count and, uh, you know, and I just, it really just like, as soon as I knew, played, I knew I loved the game. And so that's, that's my, that made my list. And so, um, there's Saga. So the third system that I chose was mini blitz. Um, cause nice. who doesn't like playing with Legos? Uh, nice. monster apocalypse was another one that I had played, I believe for the first time this year. And that almost made the list. Um, but mini blitz has been, yeah. There's a lot, lot of, of honorable fun. mentions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Mini Blitz has been a lot of fun to play, uh, to play and try out because you, know, you think about all the different Legos and stuff that you have sitting around. My roommate has uh, a big bag full of uh, Lego people, and then a big uh, organized tray of all these medieval weapons and stuff like that because he's used them multiple times for creating RPG characters and stuff. When people didn't have a miniature, you just make a little Lego dude. Um, That's brilliant. And so he's just got a ton of stuff that I borrowed when I made my two characters. Um, and it's a lot of fun. And the only thing that's a little bit uh, tricky is building your own arenas just to have um, going out and getting the plates to be able to build the arenas to play in. Mm. Uh, I think it'd be a little tricky. But there's also a cool, like everyone has this idea or a lot, I feel like a lot of people who do a lot of hobbying have this grand vision of building some cool piece of terrain or some thematic looking board. And you get to live that experience with Legos uh, when you're playing mini blitz, because you build your own arenas and things like that. And all the stuff that Josh, the creator has is all stuff that he's built and designed himself. Nice. Um, and there's a lot of really cool pieces. Like he has, she has like four pe four or five pieces that are just basically like a city highway. And then he's got like a flower garden, an ice fortress, uh, another one that's like a lava pit, um, another one, another two that's like this uh, Lincoln Log style like wooden fortress, uh, and then another one that's like this um this castle pillar that's actually a dice tower that's in like this stone wall courtyard yeah basically so yeah, yeah that yeti skull within the ice fortress that's yeah. also a dice tower and yeah, like the that. river that's and cool. everything yeah, yeah it's it's super cool and so he's got a bunch of different plates and things like that for all sorts of different arenas that he can make and he's going to be at uh Cascadia Bricks at the end of February and he said that he's going to have uh, an open play arena area set up for people to just come and play the game and stuff cool. while well, he's also like doing demos of his game and selling his game. And, and then you'll also be at a giant Lego convention so you can go yeah. and get 
some loose pieces or some unique things to be able to build characters. That's stuff, right. So that's right. That's so, what makes that cool. Yeah, maybe we should have made this like top five or six because like said honorable mentions of like Malifaux, <laughs> Mini Blitz, all yeah. sorts of stuff. Um, well, what's uh, what's your third one, Dan? Uh, so third one, I was gonna say it was with the we're quick on the Legos is yeah, building the arenas oh. is kind of fun, yeah. and I've actually bought more Lego plastic lately too than I need to. No. But, um, yeah. Hook, line, and sink. Yeah, attic of plastic. Oh, um, my. Well, I mean, oh, it's, my. it's easy too when the kid's into it and you want to relive your childhood a little exactly. bit. And like, yeah, and then yeah. I was even looking, I was like, with these roadways, man, again, I could even do my Marvel Crisis Protocol uh, board out of Lego. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of cotton You know, yeah, or that's what gets Malifaux me. Board Multiple purpose. Like, yeah, yep. if you yeah. build these boards, you could almost use them in different things. Maybe it looks a little weird, but... Um, so for my third, I'm just going to go with the classic of, uh, of hordes, you know, war machine hordes. And cause nice. I've played a lot of trolls. I mean, it's the most game I've, the, the most hours I've put into a game or the most games I've played of a system has been, been with the trolls and I've built up a lot of them and, uh, painted a lot of them and getting close to, um, uh, not FA complete, but faction complete Yeah, and FA in a lot of things. So it's been yeah. fun. Nice. Yeah, I debated putting that on my list too because, like, honestly, that's I love this game so much. Yeah, you know, and um, well, yeah. for you, it's kind of like a new system because you were primarily a War Machine player. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. It's really only been this last year that you've been playing Hordes, playing focusing on Scorn. They are true. technically two different systems, and a lot yeah. of people forget that because the resource mechanic is different. That's right, and there was a big learning curve for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I could, I could put that on there. Um, I think I'll do that. I'll, I'm going to scratch my third, oh. and, and I'm going to add <laughs> add hordes to my list as well. Um, I, I I can't tell you how much fun I'm having right now, um, and I'm, I'm not a strong list builder. And so when I put something on the table, and and when it doesn't work, the feedback is immediate, you know. And yeah. then and then if I netlist something, and and I put it on the table, and it doesn't work you know, the feedback is there too. It's like, okay, I'm not doing, I'm not piloting this quite right. You know? And so there's always like, there's always something to learn. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. So our three, so Chad, your three were Riot Quest, uh, Song, Song of Ice and Fire, and, and, Mini, Blitz. and Mini Blitz. And your three was? I go with uh, Song of Ice and Fire, Battletech, and Hordes. Hordes. And then I went with uh, Malifaux and Saga and Hordes. Okay, that's good. We're 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 a fun group. Yeah, we have. You, uh, guys, you guys play a lot more different stuff, really, than I do. I, I kind of, yeah. I haven't branched out that much, and part of it is just like finances, and also yeah. like I don't yeah. I don't get out and about as much to play uh, some different stuff. I've been interested in playing Frostgrave. I just haven't gotten around to getting some sort of a demo for it or anything. I would love to give you that demo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we also played Infinity a little bit this year. That's true. Uh, judgment. Yeah. I had <laughs> yeah. some Judgment yeah. earlier in the year. And I did play some and 40K and some Kill Team this year, too. Same with, same with us and Age of Sigmar and, you know. And yeah, and you gave me a demo, uh, a quick demo of Shadespire. Oh, yeah? A while ago, too. Man, I haven't played since Beastgrave dropped. Like, I bought the Beastgrave starter and then really haven't. I played, like, one or two games. Uh, yeah. I've been using Night Haunts. So I'm actually getting them ready for Warcry, so yeah. But yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I see. I like, I, I like playing multiple games because yeah. each one is unique, and they, you know. And then you know, I always come home, you know. And you have an at home yeah. person you can play multiple and, games. With. And I do. I have a living. Sadly, yeah. Sadly, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm really lucky. So in that way. So, 
And then, you know, and also I have a day off in the middle of the week, like a, a weekday, yeah. which gives me some flexibility. So I can't make certain events on the weekends because of that. But yeah. yeah. So, well, uh, let's, let's do, let's continue our review of 2019. And um, we got the best and the worst. Let's start with the worst. Sure. Things so, that aren't very good. So some of the some of the low lights, some of the low the lows of the year. Um, and I thought maybe we can just popcorn this. Um, I can start. Sure. Um, yeah. So one of the things I had kickstarted uh, was the other side, which is uh, the larger game um, that's in the Malibu universe. And so I kickstarted and I was all excited and, you know, I did a opening, an unboxing video and, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And yeah, there's <laughs> no one's playing it. No one's got it. Everyone's like, yeah, it looks fun and maybe and, you know, and, but nothing. And so, so I'm really sad. So I have this, you know, this army that I've, you know, kind of been building up a little bit i guess i got a couple extra pieces like almost after the kickstarter dropped you know and um like once i received my shipment and so um, so i have extra stuff but yeah so i'm so one of the low lights for me is that i i have not um been able to play a game of it and and now there's you know there's models that are sitting on a tray in a box so yeah yeah welcome to mini life (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah no, so. I can tag on some like a uh, little bit low for me was uh I guess well one just not being able to play as much but really as all geared up to go to lock and load and then some stuff happened and ended up having to cancel that trip and so I was like yeah I'm a little sad about that <laughs> yeah that's a that's a bummer yeah yeah um, big low for me was just there was a lot of personal stuff going on again throughout this year um, just felt like I was always kind of struggling with something uh but one of the big things that was a big letdown was not being able to go to attack x this year which i was really really looking forward to but yeah um between the i I just couldn't afford to miss the days of work and spend the money to go on the trip which it, it broke my heart to tell my buddy nathan who invites me every year uh who is one of the people who organizes it um that i wasn't going to be able to make it this year and uh he had been he had asked me early in the year to come up and um run and judge all of the war machine events and so it it was really heartbreaking to to tell him like i just can't i just can't afford to miss the work and and be able to make the trip uh and i'm really hoping to be able to change that this year and um because i had a lot of fun i always have a lot of fun and there's uh there's a handful of those Canadian guys that do travel to some of the, some other events that I get to see, but there's a bunch of other people that I don't, uh, that I don't always get to see. And I was looking forward to actually taking one of my models that I had bought the year before from creature caster, um, that I was going to submit in the painting competition that they do up there, nice. yeah. um, that I had done, but unfortunately didn't get to do that. So I'm really hoping to try and make that, make it up there this year. Because nice. it's a good show, it's a lot of fun, and yeah. you know the Katie, the all the guys that go to the event are super cool, and there's a lot yeah. of people that I don't get to see very often. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, it's funny, you know, we can you know we can look back at the year, and it's and it's weird looking back at the year, right? And there's you know there's some disappointments in 
in the in the hobby, but like it's the life stuff. That's yeah. like that's the stuff that weighs on you the most. Yeah. You know, and and there you know there were some things that were kind of weird for us this year too, and you know, but um, but yeah. Uh, how about on the hobby side for you? Is there anything kind of you wish you, you know, we do a, in our family, we, we go rosebud thorn. So rose are like, you know, the good things and, and like, and the thorn is the, you know, the steep, the, the part that yeah. hurts, right? And then the bud is like what you're looking forward to. That's kind of what this is, right? So any, yeah. any thorns for 2019 that hobby related? Um, No, I actually, for, as far as like hobby goals and things like that, um, I mean, I guess I I didn't get a hundred percent of all of my circle stuff done, which was originally the primary goal for the year. Yeah. Uh, but I did get one of everything done. It's just the couple yeah. of extra things that I tacked on at the end, like extra unit of Wolves of Orbros plus UA, second unit of Skinwalkers, my second unit of Druids, my second and third <laughs> uh, Wold Whites. Um, yeah, the third war wolf. So it's like some extra things that I already had stuff of that probably not going to feel, but like they kind of flush a little things out for like options and things later that yeah. those like tail end things that I didn't quite get done. But, um, you know, there was a lot of other painting and stuff that I did this year that I'll yeah. talk about later that were all on the upside. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we transition to the upside? That's the place where I want to hang out most of the time anyway and so right yeah um so why don't we share some of the the highlights of 2019 i mean yeah i mean basically being able to get together do the podcast and be kind of fun um yeah working on videos and, getting better at that and we finally solved the sound issue yeah yeah <laughs> that's a highlight it's getting yeah. better um <laughs> So, I mean, that's been, I guess, a lot of the upside is just being able to experience a lot of this, uh, get a lot of the games going and kind of get overall better, um, especially painting. I'm feeling more confident and quicker yeah. at what I do now than what I did a year ago. Nice. Yeah. So that's kind of always a fun, positive thing to be like, yeah, it's actually, I didn't spend, you know, six hours on that and feel kind of blah about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one of my highlights was uh, I had set a goal for learning Scorn. You know, I was going to play a minimum of 10 games with each Warlock before I moved on to a new Warlock. And and I stuck to that goal the entire year. And it was it was great. You know, I went up to, you know, a couple, couple stream rollers and stuff, and I basically monolisted because I wasn't ready to add a second <laughs> Warlock yet. And, um, and so I'm proud of myself for that. That's actually a huge highlight uh, for me. So that was one. And actually, that was one of the goals that I set last year that I met. So... That makes it even better. Nice. So, yeah. Um, I just started off with like getting my circle stuff painted and just getting a lot more painting done in general. This past year, I've I've really worked to paint not only my circle stuff but also a wide variety of a lot of other things over the last year. Um, I feel like I've been getting a lot better. Um, experimented with some different techniques, which has been fun to do. Uh, got to go to lock and load. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a year. huge high for me. That's Again, a, yeah. yeah. Oh my um, goodness! An Aussie win, and we had so much fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and this last uh, upside thing is is kind of bittersweet. Is uh, organizing I five team championship again this year. It was the sixth annual one. It was my fourth time being involved with organizing it, but it will be my last time organizing it. And so, do for personal reasons and and otherwise, I decided that I'm going to step away from doing any of the organization. 
Uh, and I'm going to leave it to the other community leaders to pick it up and organize it in the future. But I'm also looking forward to being able to play in the event again yeah. uh, because I haven't gotten to do that since the first and second one. So yeah, and team uh, events are like the best, I think. Yeah, yeah and and yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. And I've had a lot of people that have been like, "Why don't you be on my team?" I'm like, "Sure, as soon as I'm not running the event, <laughs> like <laughs> making sure that everything tries to run smoothly." So yeah, um, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, I think one of the, speaking of events, one of the big things that was uh, last year was the King of Coins event. Yep. Uh, that was huge. We were able to do that. And uh, it was, uh, it, it, it took place in a, in a time when, uh, when it was kind of in between things. And so it was a really good morale booster for the community. And there's a lot of participation, a lot of smack talk going on yeah. on the COG Discord and people challenging one another. And then the, the final day where we had just the top eight, um, that was a big growing learning experience for me. It yeah. was my first time, you know, running a, an event and then, um, and having to make some judge calls that, um, you know, I've never even thought about before. So I was like, oh, I don't know. What does, what does the rule say? Like, <laughs> and then try to figure that out. Right. Yeah. So, but, but no, I thought King of Coins was, was fantastic. And uh, we, we were able to give out pint glasses for, uh, for some folks and they, they turned out really great. And uh, kind of wish I had a set of my own, but you know, those they're they're elusive. So whoever has those, um, <laughs> congratulations! And <laughs> rare, <Yeah>. super rare, <laughs> collectible. Yeah, <laughs> collectible. That's the word I want to say. Yeah, but um, but then other events. So I, I really enjoyed my Black Friday event. You know, we had um, I think I had three gaming tables set up, and and I think over, throughout the course of the day. I think uh, 17 people came to my house, uh, you know, to hang out and play games, and it was great. So some War Machine was going on, some Frostgrave, some Malifaux, um, no Song of Ice and Fire because those people didn't bring their armies, but they came anyway <laughs> and brought cake. So nice. Um, yeah. I'll take cake. So yeah, it was <laughs> nice cake. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess t tagging on to events was I-5 was a pretty good time this year. I think it ran pretty smooth. Um, I mean, I also enjoyed being but going 3-1 three to three and, uh, one with Trolls. Yeah. That felt kind of good. Then got my teeth kicked in by Zal 2 and Supreme Guardians. I mean, I've never <laughs> played against it before, so I kind of yeah. expected to and, and uh, against a really good player. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, overall, that was a, another really fun yeah. highlight event. Yeah. yeah. It really was a great year. There, there's a lot going on, you know, so... Um, hey, um, do you have any other ideas or thoughts to share about it before I move on to talking about 2020? Oh, I'm sure we could go on a, a long time if we keep thinking about <laughs> it. But, but hey, those are the highlights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So looking forward, um, I want to ask you about um, any hobby goals that you may have and gaming goals you may have. Um, and I and I separated them because I do I do see them as different. And so absolutely. Um, yeah. So why don't we talk about gaming goals? Um, do you have any gaming goals uh, for for this coming year? Oof. Play all the games. <laughs> Play all the games. That's my goal. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry, stole your tagline. Uh, yeah, I guess get a little bit uh, more proficient in a, in a few games. I'd like to like to get uh, MCP going a little bit more. Play some more Malifaux. Song of Ice and Fire would be good. Um, Infinity's coming out with a new rule set. Yeah, so that ought to be fourth edition or whatever, uh, and four or whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah, so I've kind of been holding off on that game a little bit till the new rules because I don't want to 
cloud in with the current and then like learn new. <laughs> I'm holding off because I bought into a dead army. Yeah. Hey, they're <laughs> cool looking though. They are great. <laughs> I'm gonna have to use them for an RPG setting or something, but I can't use them in Infinity. But uh. um, yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, I know for me, um, it's uh, has to be more participation. Um, and so, um, so I, I want to make it out to the a weekly game night at least twice a month, and um, and I and I think I can do more than twice a month. Um, but I, but I, this last season was really rough for me just getting one in. So I'm like, all right, the target is two, and if I exceed that, great. But the target is two, so twice a month I want to make it out and uh, and get some games in with with folks uh, on War Machine Night. Uh, and I'm hoping just to play in some more events in general, play some more War Machine. I don't get to play very much, unfortunately, just due to my work schedule. Um, or just play some other games in general. Uh, again, my work schedule has really been cutting into playing a lot of stuff just because we've been down a person. But yeah, um, they've been asked by their doctor to start uh, working like a regular work schedule again so that they can see like just how much, um, how much they're able to stand it and figure out like exactly how bad the damage in their knee is. So I'm um, looking forward to being able to play some more games again. Um, try some other games out. Uh, I need to try and get some more monster apocalypse games in. Yes, you do. I haven't played in a while. Play some more riot quest. Um, I do have a, I don't know how big of a crew do you need for Malifaux? Is it like five, six models or something? Or um, I think I think seven or eight is sort of the standard, and because okay. it, it all depends on a, on who you choose to hire. Okay, because I do I because I have the victorious crew that I bought mostly nice. just because I wanted to paint it, and I have it uh, assembled and primed and ready to be painted. So maybe getting a, a demo of that at some point would That'd be, be great. Kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the crew boxes are kind of like a battle box almost, where yeah. you, it's a starting force that can get you going, but yeah. you can add more to it to get a yeah. full size. I game. think like thirty five points is a crew box roughly, yeah. Yeah. and then normally a like a standard is fifty. Yeah, because I think so it's, that's one or two models more. I think it's like six or seven models, if I yeah. remember yeah. right. It's oh. a pretty decent chunk of models, unless oh. you're Bayou, then you have like three point guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Right on. Right on. That'd be neat. Yeah, I know. I want to get more events too. Um, you know, we went down to Salem at least once, went up to Mox, yeah. Bellevue at least once this, this last year. Um, but, but I want to make it to the PGS quarterlies. Yeah. I only did one of those. And the thing is, those are on Saturdays and I'm generally, you know, Saturdays can work for me. Yeah. Um, is the, they just, you know, I think some of them fell on Saturdays that didn't work for me. So yeah. I'm going to try to be more, you know, and wild things, I guess is going to be hosting, once a month on Saturdays, I think so. And so I, I might um, might be able to do a couple of those. So that'll that'll help too. Yeah. So. One of, one of the other things I want to try and do for 2020 is I want to try and get some other events going at Runa Board that are a little bit um, less competitive focused and a little bit more on the fun side. I want to try and do like caster like, drafts. Um, I want a caster draft. I, I need a full. I need a good full deck for caster draft. The one that I have currently. Uh, I've got like a bunch of extras of certain things, and then I'm completely missing one certain card. Mm. Uh, but I want—I've always wanted to do an event with the um, alternate timeline casters. Oh um, yeah, that would Monster be Apocalypse yeah. event is something that some people have been asking about. 
um, Riot Quest event, uh, Ryan Montgomery has been asking about like trying to get something on the regular going, and I actually have the Throwdown rules and a Throwdown kit, uh, prize cool. kit. Um, so I'm trying to figure out. I You're think I'm going to try and do it sometime yeah. in February. I'm just trying to decide on the rule set uh, to try and use for it because there's a couple of different rule sets available for Throwdowns. There's like nice four different ways that you can run the event basically that are all very different. Yeah. So I want to try and get some of those other more fun events so that it's not, um, it's not always just the hyper competitive, yeah. uh, kind of focused on some of the people on the West side that want to play a yeah. little bit more casually maybe, or have a little bit more fun. I've been thinking about that. Like we had a great time with King of coins last year. Yeah. Um, and we and did the long, we did the longest it. night. Event yeah. Oh, was the longest night was too. great. Yeah. yeah, I did that. That was yeah. great. Um, but like King of Coins, you know, we did it citywide at that time. There were like four stores that were like participating and, and now one of those stores is, you know, is closed and you know, whatever. And so, um, and so like, um, I, I want to do King of Coins again, but I was thinking about limiting its scope a little bit and mostly just being West side. I think it'd be easier to manage. <laughs> it might be, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We've got to find a, a time in the year when it, when it'll be good. And then, um, cause I want to do that again. Uh, um, I want to host another paint jam. You know, we had, you know, I, ca- I think I called it like waffles and war machine or something, and, <laughs> but we had pancakes instead. But like, I, I you know, I want to do that. That's kind of stuff again, too. Just community building things. Yeah. I, I like that stuff. So, um, cool. All right. Um, how about um, hobby goals? What do you got? I want to get the airbrush out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I second that. Yeah. I second that. <laughs> I mean, I have it sitting there. I see it like almost every day I walk in the hobby room, but. Um, it's, it's just always right there. I'm like, uh, I just, you. I know I just got to use this thing. I just got to get over my fear and just use it. Yeah. That's um, me. That's yeah. Me. yeah. So that's one of my big, uh, hobby goals, I guess. And then, uh, start as everyone probably usually says, start catching up on some of those unbilt models or unpainted guys. Um, yeah. is really just at least get them built up, um, to a point where I can prime them when it comes good and then get yeah. around to painting them would yeah. be nice yeah. and i like uh especially monster apocalypse as i just haven't really played because i have my guys primed i just need to get them painted because yeah. i don't want to put them on their clear base until they're painted yeah yeah, um, yeah. that makes sense it's just so, holding you off from playing any games exactly so then i'm kind of demotivated on that one yeah so it's kind yeah. of yeah my biggest hobby goal is to finish the armies that are half painted and so, um, like I have specific ones that are, that I, that I started that I haven't finished. And so that's the drop zone commander stuff. Um, the, uh, night haunts and, uh, and my slaves of darkness. And so, um, my goal is to finish those. And then so that I know that they're done and that way I can peel off and start looking at, cause I have a lot of projects on the table yeah. and cause I'm, I'm a great starter and I'm a horrible finisher <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> hobby stuff. So yeah, uh, that's, that's like, that's my biggest thing I think. Um, but then the second thing that's kind of related to that is I started keeping a spreadsheet, um, which, uh, first of all, it lists the models that I actually have, which is terribly helpful because <laughs> and terrifying and <laughs> Also terrifying, yeah. and no one gets to see this list, um, <laughs> especially Laura. Yeah. Um, but um, but then but I also get I also want to um, just kind of indicate the status of those models. So whether it's um, you know whether it's just built, whether it's primed, whether it's painted, and you know and based, based. exactly. Yeah. And so um, and so I, I I've got those started for all the War Machine and Horde stuff, 
and I've got a, and I got one for all my Malifaux stuff, and so I'm going to get one for my sci-fi, like my Warhammer stuff eventually. I, I care less about that stuff because it's not as, you know, a lot of that stuff's horde stuff, like you know, thirty plague bears, like. I'm not gonna write thirty plague bears, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but you know that's kind of thing. So, so that, that's those, those are my two big goals. So, I uh, my painting goal for this year is to get all of my Stark stuff done for Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, um, nice! I, I have my color scheme figured out. Um, once I get all the Stark stuff done, I think I counted it up. It's I think it's eighty nine models that are unpainted, which seems like a lot, but about half of those models are units. Yeah, and doing. Doing the units is not that bad. Um, and then once I get done with that, plan on painting the rest of my Saga of Ice and Fire stuff, which is the little bit of Lannister stuff that I have from um, the starter box. And then I also picked up a, a, a unit of the Warrior Sons because that unit's super cool. Cool. Nice. Um, and then I also want to figure out a paint scheme for my mercenary stuff this year. Although, like I recently painted Leadfoot and Treads and Boss McCorn for Riot Quest. And I recently picked up Crick's uh, Bane Base, mm-hmm. which is a nice green color. Uh, and it looks pretty cool on Leadfoot oh. and Treads and on Boss McCorn. So I might use that in part for... Is that a, that's a P3? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I might use that. I might go that direction with. Um, what, what are you calling it? Cricks. It's Cricks Bane Base. All right, I'm writing that down. Uh, I I'm, I'm in the market for a green. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a uh, it's a really cool color. So I might I might start looking at that for the mercenary stuff that I have. Okay. Um, and start working on that at some point. And then also, you know, finishing off the last couple uh, circle things, and then work on the minion stuff so i i nice. also have a ton of projects that are yeah. sitting around ready to get worked on yeah on I, top of the 40k stuff that i have yeah. my current scorn list only has two unfinished models in it and so um so my, my goal is to is to finish those two models and then and then identify a second list and start and most likely it'll be a disciples of agony list and a bunch of those are also kind of half started. Yeah. And so, um, so hopefully, um, when I go to lock and load this year, I will have two fully painted lists. That's, yeah. uh, that's my goal. Do it. So yeah. I, I can do it. I can. And I, yeah. and I wanted to challenge you guys to get, you know, one, one thing finished, like one army finished throughout this year. Like I, Nice. was my goal for circle last year and it feels really good to look at like I got everything set up on my table and and took pictures of it and it felt really incredible to see everything painted and based and unified and I I know that you've like Dan you've worked on your signar and your troll stuff for a really long time but I don't know like like is it like half done is it like 75% or oh, is it... it's kind of all over the place a okay. little bit um I would say yeah as a, my, on a my whole, signar a yeah is probably 75 percentage or so done okay. um it really comes down to a lot of the colossals yeah that aren't done um and then trolls is is a little bit more of a mix match um i have like paint on a lot of them but finished is another question yeah um so that one's actually again because i spent more time on it this year i'm i'm probably closer 85 ish percent mm. painted on that one um mm. of course i'm adding like probably another unit of Krell yeah. warriors to get those bulked up. So, I mean, that'll add yeah, more yeah. units I have to paint now. Well, but, 
I was going to say, is this challenge specifically for War Machine Hordes? No. So it's uh, it doesn't have to be. Like if you if you want it to be, it can be. But it's really just like a challenge you to to have to fully paint an army or collection of a type that you have. So if you want it to be just to kind of be a goal of like start and finish a project that's a little bit bigger than just like a single unit or yeah. like uh, a handful of pieces, something that's a little bit bigger than that or to finish off something that you've, uh, you've had mostly started. Cause like my circle stuff at the beginning of the year was like probably about 80% complete. And there were a couple of models that I needed to, to purchase uh, in order to get to the, the faction complete and with the new releases and then get them painted. And okay. I like this goal. Um, yeah. You know, it could be, well, if you want it to be your troll bloods army, then yeah, I challenge you to finish it by the end of the year, get that last 20% done. Or if you wanted it to be like your Stark army or something like that, your army for, or your crew that you've been working on for Malifaux. Oh, yeah. Like See, there's that. I mean, I can go big cause I have choice. Yeah. I said there's the Starks, uh, mm-hmm. could go night haunts. Yeah. I've been getting some of them convergence. Because yeah. um, my, yeah. my challenge is once you finish that one, yeah. finish another one. There you go, and just you'll just, just start keep, yeah, just trying knocking stuff out. The bayou. Yeah, my yeah. first the first three um, hobby goals that I shared a couple minutes ago, um, I think can be in line with, with this challenge you yeah. just offered, um, and 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 I wanted I want to see that snowball effect. Like I want to see something get done and then something yeah. else get done. And I bet I bet that would just feel really good. Yeah. Yeah, so. cuz I was a lot of I was a lot of all over the place this year with uh working on circle a bunch. I was strong at the beginning through the summer I kind of lulled and I started working on some commission jobs and started doing some other stuff, some other individual pieces that I wanted to do. Started working on the right quest stuff and then the last like couple of months it was kind of a mad dash to finish this goal that I that yeah. I put out. That's excellent. Yeah. I mean, I'd reach out to the listeners too if you're listening, and we have the yep. paint group on Facebook. Post what you, what army you have. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should do: is take a picture of our before right now, yeah. make a decision, oh. post a before, Ooh. kind of bring it out there. Anyone else Calling who wants to post out. there, yeah. And then uh, you know, everyone else out there can post some of their stuff, and then in a year, let's kind of see where we're at and see the progress that we can all kind of. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Make. And like I said, it doesn't have to be like. A, a giant army or something yeah. like that. But I want it to be more than just like, you know, 10 models or something. I want it yeah. to be kind of more of the like over yeah. 20 models where yeah. it's actually going to be kind of uh, an investment. Like yeah. your Monpok army, perhaps you have you yeah. know, two monsters and you know, 20 units, Two monsters and 20 units. It's a pretty, it's yeah, a pretty you, good size. Of a good you just want to get it goal. done and put it yeah. out there. That's good. Goal. That was, right. that is, I guess one goal that I did this year is I got, a uh, two monster list fully painted by the time I went to lock and load so that I could put that on the table. And that yeah. was a lot of fun. That was Ozzy's goal last year. Yeah. He played fully painted at lock and load. So I was, I was really proud of him. Yeah. I was really, yeah. I was like, wow, good for you. You're better than me. And his, <laughs> um, his hammer clack is noticeable. Yeah. So let's, um, let's look at, um, uh, let's just kind of wrap up this episode, I guess. What is on your desk right now, hobby wise? Oh, right now I have uh, some night haunts for Christmas. I got uh, Stormstrike. I actually got two Stormstrike boxes. It's funny when you put that on your list. That's amazing, <laughs> yeah, by so, the way, actually. So I have uh, quite a bit of night glaives and uh, meridians. Um, and so I put one of them together, and it took me like 10 or 15 minutes to put like all eight or nine units together. Um, wow. So I'm uh, going to get the other one put together and uh, get some uh, terrain for MCP going. Okay. All right. That's what's on mine. All right. 
Uh, yeah, so um, I decided the first thing on my list is going to be all of my Drop Zone Commander stuff. And so I am proud to report to our listeners that I have painted every day this new year. Ooh. I know. Yeah. And so I'm um, very proud of myself. I've been kicking butt at work and then coming home and kicking butt at Javi. And so, um, and then tonight I should finish my UCM and then I'll start on the Scourge tomorrow. So I'm pretty, pretty proud of that. And then I can give you guys demos on it. <laughs> on a fully painted board. <laughs> uh, I've got a second, my second unit of Wolves of Orberus plus UA um, sitting there on my table. Uh, I still have my second Govan that I need to paint for Riot Quest. Uh, and then I should be getting the two uh, the two recent expansions. So Flugwug and the Treasures and then Weird Wendell and the Gates back from getting primed from Perry. Uh, pretty soon I'm hoping to catch up on all those so that I... Uh, I I'm uh, keeping up on all of my uh, right quest up painting because I got nice. the Leadfoot and Treads, Boss McCorn, and then I also got the two uh, Grindoverse kits uh, mm. painted up. So the two grind balls and the two pillars finished up recently. So, hmm. um, nice. yeah, that's what's on nice. that's what's on my table right now. See, it's it always keeps going. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it keeps going, never ending. Yeah. Well, we have two events that we want to highlight uh, that are coming up. And so this Saturday is our food machine event. And we've been talking about it for a couple of episodes. It's been posted on the COG Collective events page. We've shared it around at various Facebook groups and and Discord servers. And so Mm -hmm. hopefully we'll have a a good turnout. And uh, the goal of this event, it's one of those community building for fun events uh, because you get to donate food. And every time you donate a food item, you get to break a rule or bend a rule. And so we have a fantastic cheat menu uh, that's been um, that's been put together, assembled, and um, you can find that on online, of course, so with everywhere that we've been posting all the stuffs. And then, um, and of course, will be posted in the store as well. Uh, registration is going to be at ten thirty. It's going to be only three rounds, and. Um, Anything else? Oh, yeah. All of the food, It's uh, we're working with other community partners, and it's going to go directly toward uh, to help uh, high school students in the Hillsboro area uh, who are living outdoors or are otherwise um, struggling. And so I want to encourage you to bring food that uh, a high schooler would like to eat. <laughs> and, um, and here's something that you may not think about. Uh, some cans of soup and like the Chef Boyardee stuff uh, their cans have the, the snap open and that's actually a really awesome thing because sometimes the students, uh, don't even have a can opener. And so, yep. uh, so be conscious about that. And so think about that as you, uh, as you bring, um, food to donate. Um, I'm not sure I want to see any cranberry sauce. just want to put that, put that <laughs> out there. Uh, yeah, you have to have a, you have to be a certain age to like cranberry sauce. Yeah. <laughs> sardines. Um, actually, no, I know some kids who like sardines. Okay. It's oh, it, weird. it's it's weird. Kids are weird. I mean, I actually haven't had any since I was like a teenager. so oh, see, you ate them as a teenager. Yes, that's the thing. Okay. And then we have another event coming up. Chad, do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, and then I had one other event that I wanted to quickly mention too. So Great. Uh, the first one is on January 19th. We're going to have uh, an open play day for Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, that's a Sunday. That's going to be a combined birthday celebration for Remy and Judy because their birthdays are both around that time in January. So um, 
it's just come hang out, play some games. Uh, I think Judy is working on making either a cake or cupcakes. Nice. Uh, whichever one they feel like they want to bring along. So um, there's no entry fee or anything like that. It's just a, an open play to come down and try some stuff out. And there's a there's an older gentleman that's come into the store a couple of times in the last two couple weeks who is, had gotten the starter and has picked up a couple of other things that and read the rule book and is excited to come down and start playing. Nice. And so he's he's a much older gentleman. Uh, was, seems like a very nice guy. And uh, looking forward to, I told him about this event and then uh, about our open plays on Fridays. So I'm hoping that he comes down and, and is able to get a game in. Cool. Uh, enjoy the community. I'm hoping to be there on the 19th. Yeah, so. I'm planning on being there. I specifically asked Nick. I was like, can I just not work that day of the pre-release because I really want to come play some Song of Ice and Fire. So. Nice. Uh, and then the other thing that um, I'm doing at the store is uh, actually a painting competition in the store. This is going to be our second one that we're doing. The theme of this one is Big Baddies. So it's a single model, single larger model. Um, must be fully painted. Must be between 50 to 120 millimeter basing. Hmm. Uh, submissions are through the month of January. And then after, after that, the cutoff is done. And then voting will be a popular vote based off of um, customers in the store. That'll run through all of February. And then after February, we'll announce the winners. Okay. I think we're doing gift cards to top three. And I think we might be doing a participation prize to everyone who um, submits a model of like get a free bottle of paint or something That's like cool. that. So, so the model... Um stays in the store yes. throughout voting. So. Yes. Okay. So uh, that is one thing is you'll have to be willing is when you submit your model, you do have to understand that it's going to be on display in the case for all of February. Uh, you can take it out if you need to use it for something or something like that, but mm. do understand that if it's not in the case, you're you're, not gonna get any votes. you can't get any votes, yeah, so yeah. you might miss out on that. But the idea is to kind of encourage people, because it's going to be popular votes, to encourage people to bring in something cool and big that they've worked on. And I'm planning on submitting a model, but I haven't decided which one. Uh, we do have one submission in right now, which is a Gorgadra that one of my buddies has painted. Nice. Uh, that looks pretty cool. So I know that there's a couple of other guys like uh, Cameron and a couple of the other 40K guys are planning on submitting some pieces. They're just getting them worked out. Yeah, which one? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I think uh, it was a great episode. It was nice chatting with you, looking back. Um, I'm really looking forward to this next year uh, with you guys. Uh, we're going to continue our faction review uh, series. Looking forward to having uh, more guests on for some interviews and uh, just looking forward to uh, spreading the hobby love. So uh, I want to, you know, I like, I like that we're a, a positive voice in, in, out there. So uh, for those of you that are listening, uh, thank you for being a part of the journey with us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And so uh, you're welcome to join our Discord. You're also welcome to join on the, uh, the painting group on Facebook. And then you can also email us at spellstoreminiatures at gmail.com. And um, one of the things you can do to help support us is uh, leave positive reviews um, if you like it and then uh, and comment. And then uh, more importantly, uh, share us with your friends. And so uh, with that, I just want to wish you all a happy new year. Thanks. Thank you.
Thank you.